Sergey Dervinchenko versus Danny Jacobs. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com, listen to me on Anchor.fm, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So we have Sergi and Danny going at it on Friday, I believe it is. Sergi comes into the contest undefeated, 12-0. Of those 12 wins, 10 are by KO. Danny Jacobs, 34 wins, 2 losses. Of his 34 wins, 29 are by KO. Of his 2 losses, 1 are by KO. The first thing you need to look at is the experience edge here to Danny. It's pretty obvious with their pro records. Sergey was the amateur standout while Danny's been doing his things in the pro. I'm sure most of you guys listening to this know who Danny Jacobs is. Not everybody probably knows who Sergey is. He is pretty highly touted. Some people were saying he's been ducked in the middleweight division. You know, G, uh, Andre, I'm not going to go into that. From what I've seen of his pro style, I don't believe either of those guys would duck him. Um, the other thing we need to touch on before we get into all the odds and everything is these two know each other and they know each other well. Not only did they train together in the same gym, they used the same two trainers. Yes, that's right. They used the exact same two trainers. They've sparred over 300 rounds together. They know each other. So I don't expect any feeling out process. Once they get in there for the real deal under the bright lights, they're going to know each other. They're going to do what they normally do. And I think it's going to be a fight right from the start. So to combat this, they had to split trainers and split camps. So that was the only way they could do it. Obviously, none of them liked the situation, but with the fact that it's going to be a title fight, they pretty much had no choice. So they had to go their separate ways, at least for this fight. And then we'll see what happens after the fight if they stay with the same trainers in the same camp. Because if it's a close fight, you're going to have, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that could go on the potential for future fights, if it's a rematch or down the road. So there's a lot of things that could happen. But as far as for this fight goes, they just split camps, split trainers. So nobody should know what's going on as far as what's going on in their training camp. Let's look at the odds real quick. Uh, we have Danny currently sitting at minus 175 favorite and Sergey at plus 145. Now, the opening with the book set it at was different. They set it at minus 230. The public was on Sergey up until this point. We have over under nine and a half rounds. Remember, this is a title fight. It will be 12 full rounds. Over nine and a half is minus 265. Under nine and a half is plus 185. Jacob wins KO TKO plus 225. Sergey wins KO TKO plus 4 to 1. Jacob's by decision 175. Sergey by decision plus 260. Fights a draw 2000 to 1. So obviously you can look at this and see the public liked Sergey again. There's a bit of a love affair people have with him. This this idea that he's been ducked and this idea that everybody wants to avoid him and this idea that you know, he's some kind of killer in the division. And when you look at his record, obviously he scored uh, 
12 wins and 10 of those inside, but you have to look at his competition as well. I mean, it's not abysmal. Obviously, some of these guys have decent records and stuff, but it's not even comparable when you talk about Danny Jacobs' records. So it's not something that you can really go off. You have to go off of how you see Sergey's talent. In reality, you can use his amateur background, but a lot of times I don't like to do that so much simply because depending on when these guys fought and how they fought, you know, amateurs and pro can be totally two different styles. You can be, you know, a crappy amateur fighter and still have a good pro career. You can be a great amateur fighter and then not adapt well to the pros. So that doesn't always translate. I'm a superstar in the amateurs. I'm going to be a superstar in the pros. So when you're looking at it, you kind of got to look at their styles and see how their styles match up. I think that's a safer way to do it. And I don't think you can really go off his competition to say, oh, he's been blowing everybody out, so he's easily going to do that to Danny. I think a lot of people think that. It was the same thing when they are talking about G, um, Duck, and Sergey, that they think, you know, G didn't didn't want to fight him for whatever reason. I don't really believe that. Like, G's faced everybody. I don't see anything special from the technician that would uh, – make me believe that G was somehow worried about him. Canelo, to me, brought way more tools to the game than what Sergey has shown me, at least up until this point. It's not to say he's not a good fighter, but what I'm saying is very basic. If you watch him, he uses a muff defense, right? So he just puts his hands up. And, and a lot of people that use this um, muff-style defense, they have a disconnect between offense and defense, and he is no different. When he's on defense, he's on defense. When he's on offense, he's on offense. And I can see it being a big, big problem because depending on which time you get him and how much you can keep him. What I mean by that is if you could keep him on defense, he's on defense. Like there's not a lot of slipping. There's not even a lot of pitching and catching. He just basically blocks. Then once you stop, then he goes back on offense. He's far, far, far better on offense than he is on defense. And not only that, we're not talking about like a Joshua Clotty style defense here where he really didn't get hit or even like going back, maybe Ike Corte, these guys that really use Winky Wright, that use this muff defense and used it really. Uh, Syracuse gets hit, man, and his face shows the wear. So those punches are getting through. So I think if Danny could keep him on that muff style defense, keep his hands up, keep him earmuffed there, he's going to be able to score. The big question to me comes down to when Sergey goes on offense. I think Danny has two places to fight, and I think he can fight well in both places. I think he can actually stand in front of Sergey, get his punches off, because Sergey will go to muff defense. And then I think he can also box Sergey when Sergey presses the action. Now the question becomes, how well can he take the power punches of Sergey? Obviously, he's got 10 knockouts and 12 wins, and I wasn't always sold on Danny's chin. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes he looks very, very shaky to me. Granted, he's only been stopped once out of his two losses. That's a 50% ratio. But there's just times in fights where he looks very shaky to me. He's been down before. I will give him credit. I thought he looked very good against Triple G. I could even make a case that he won that fight. He did get dropped, but he came back. I expected G to just blast him out again. I haven't always been sold on Danny's chin, and I thought G was going to get to him. That could have been the first signs of G slowing down, getting to the quote-unquote old G. 
that a lot of people thought we were starting to see even from that point on and then the Canelo first fight and the Canelo second fight. But nevertheless, I thought he did really well there. And on the flip side, I don't think he looked that great in his last fight, which was a UD. So it's kind of hit or miss with him. He has been winning. If you throw out the Gennady loss, if you think he could have won that fight or you think a draw was fair, he's won like four. he would have won like 14 in a row excluding the the g loss so he he's been on a win streak he he has been doing what he's supposed to do it's just sometimes he look he looks a little vulnerable to me and in this fight though that that vulnerability if he has any spots of that could be a problem another thing i don't like about danny is he was saying that he wasn't as motivated in his last fight and he thought he was just gonna go in there and blast them out and when it didn't happen, he kind of just was going through the motions. But he's super motivated for this one because, you know, the title and uh, the big stakes and Sergey's the up-and-coming prospect and blah, 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 blah. In my opinion, you need to be dedicated, not motivated. And Tevin Farmer echoed this after his fight, uh, his last fight, his fifth-round knockout over Tennyson. He said the same thing, like, you need to be dedicated here because what happens when you're not mov- motivated for a fighter? What happens when you're not motivated for a fight? Then you could potentially lose. It's not a good way to run your career. And I'm surprised that somebody with so many fights like Danny would say that. Is it true? Maybe. Is it just, you know, a cover up, an excuse for him looking poor? Maybe. And that's a problem. You you have to, if you're going to look at his last fight, you really have to know was he telling the truth? Was he not motivated for it? Or are we seeing signs of slippage? Because obviously you want him at his best if you're going to bet him. Again, to me, Sergey is very basic in his offense. He's very basic in his defense. But to me, there's no comparison. Far better on offense. He likes to throw combinations. He does good left hooks to the body. He likes to be an aggressive fighter. I think he's better when he's an aggressive fighter going forward. I think he's far worse when he gets pushed back or even when you're standing in front of him. Because, again, he wants to be defensively sound. And to do that, he has to keep his hands up. And when he keeps his hands up, he just literally blocks the punches, and then he'll come back after the guy stops with his combination. That obviously can be a problem. You can see that's a problem if somebody has good boxing skills. You can see that's a problem if somebody is a good puncher. You can see that's a problem if somebody's a good body puncher. There's a lot of ways if you're just on defense and defensive alone that that could be a detriment and you could pay the price. Now, I think Danny can do both. I mentioned that. I think he can stand in front of him, but I don't think he should stand in front of him for very long. There's going to be pockets. There's going to be times where he can stand in front of Sergey and he can push Sergey back. I have no doubt. Go back, look at their styles. You can push this guy back and you can stand in front of him, but you got to be ready for the return. So after he's done taking, he's going to return. And to me, that's, that's where the big question mark comes in for me is once again Danny's durability because I think he's the better overall boxer but I'm not sure he's the more durable fighter so if I had to pick between the two of like who's bringing the power edge even though Danny can really hit and he's proven it on a on a much higher competition level than Sergey has as a pro I would probably favor Sergey as far as overall durability and could he take Danny's shots and then fire back versus can Danny take his shots and then fire back? Simply because I've seen Danny 
at many stages of his career go down, get hurt, and get stopped. I haven't seen that from Sergey. He seems to be a pretty rough rock, you know, a pretty tough, typical, you know, Eastern European type fighter here. And I think that's probably how the fight will play out is Sergey being that bit of a rock. And maybe Danny's more talented and maybe can do more things. But you're kind of just sitting there waiting for Sergi to pop off. You know, he's takes, takes, takes. But when he pops off, you can really see that he's bringing the power and he's bringing the aggression. And then it's going to come down to how well can Danny adapt? Do you believe Danny can adapt to the style? Well, if we go back to the G fight, he proved he could. I mean, G is kind of that type of fighter, right? Like, he's that rock. He's that aggressive, go ahead, throw what you got to throw, but I'll break you down type of fighter. And if you think that Danny did well in that fight, even if it's a draw, even if it's at a draw, you have to ask yourself, do you believe Sergey brings anything to the table that Triple G doesn't? Do you believe maybe his youth, he's 32? Uh, do you think maybe his amateur experience? And all of that stuff too with G. I mean, G was there as well in, in those areas. It's not like G's 40 years old, you know, 50 years old. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like Danny fought an old G. I don't, I don't want to take away his performance by saying G was old. A lot of people after the fight said G looked old, but not going into the fight. You know, after the fight, we said, wait a minute, is age catching up to G? Is he slowing down? You know, is that style where he takes so many punches? You know, even though he's good defensively, he still takes a lot of punches. He's coming forward. Is that, you know, is that gone? Is he, is he no longer able to push the gas pedal like he used to be able to? All this was after the fight. Again, I believe I picked um, G to stop Danny. So I wasn't one going, oh, G's old and Danny's going to be able to outbox him and he's going to make it close. None of that. I didn't think any of that. So if he's able to do that with G and I'm going to give G credit for just being G, I'm not going to say he was old at the time. Do I think he can do it against Sergey? I know he can do it against Sergi. I have no doubt he can do it against Sergi. The question is, can he do it the entire fight? If he can't hurt Sergi and he has to win on points, can he do it? Can he stay consistent without getting dropped, without getting seriously hurt, without, you know what I mean? Losing round after round after round. Can he do this consistently? And I think that's why you see the odds so close. I don't think it has anything to do with talent. At all. I think the reason people were betting Sergey is one, the hype around Sergey, but also the idea in everybody's back of their mind that maybe Danny is slowing down a little bit, especially after you look at his last fight. Like if you look at his last fight and then you match him up with Sergey, you're gonna you're gonna say this guy's gonna get killed. Like Sergey's gonna blast him out of there. So I can see why the money is coming in on Sergey. Now, who do I like? I lean towards Danny just because of the pro experience, just because he's handled style similar to Sergey, and I will say even better than Sergey in the past. Again, I'm not really super impressed with what Sergey does inside the ring. I believe he has talent. But I don't think there's any special effects there. I don't think he's sneaky. I don't think he's ungodly fast. I don't even think he's ungodly powerful. I think the the things that he brings, the tools that he brings to the, the ring are adequate. They're good. 
No question about it. You don't get an amateur record like that and them 10 and 0, or 12 and 0, 10 KOs in the pros without having some type of talent. I think he's talented, but I think Danny is the more talented fighter. For me, it's simply a question of how much Danny has left. Is it true he wasn't motivated? He took his foot off the gas in training, thought he was going to blast out an overmatched guy in his last fight, didn't happen, ended up having to go the distance. Or is it a case where we're seeing the, the beginning of the Daniel Jacobs slide? That's what I think would be the question and give Sergey actually the best opportunity to win is if he's catching Danny Jacobs at the right time. Because talent for talent and you know skill for skill, I I, I lean towards Danny. I really do. Sergey Sergey is very basic. And I think Danny has fought basic and seen basic almost his entire career. So I don't think there's anything that Sergey's going to bring to the game that Danny hasn't experienced before and couldn't overcome if he's right. But that's with that caveat. There, there are question marks surrounding Danny. Not only his durability, which I bring up, but also that motivation slash dedication slash you know, is he slipping here as far as overall skills? Is he actually declining in his ability to perform in the ring? That's something ultimately you're going to have to decide. But I'm just I'm pointing this out because I can see why the line is moving this way. And I would suspect the money will probably continue to flow in on Sergey. I don't know at what level, but I think as we get closer to fight night, the lines are going to tighten up even more simply because it's very easy to look at Danny's whole career. I mean, his, all of his fights are out there. You can look at, and even though he's been winning, you can see, you know, little areas where it looks like uh, may, maybe he's not 100% in this area. Maybe he's not 100% in that area. And if you're high in Sergey being the up-and-coming amateur standout, then you can easily make a case for Sergey and go, you know what? I think at this point in time, he's going to take advantage of those little areas. They're not overwhelmingly glaring, but those little areas where Danny may be fading, and that's going to be the difference in the fight. So if you're looking at both sides, let's go with Danny first. How do I think he would win? Honestly, it would probably be on point simply because uh, Sergey, even though he gets hit a lot, he does use that defense where he tries to keep his hands at home. And you would have to question how much is Danny really going to look for the knockout there. If he's able to get off punches, whether in front of him or pushing him back or even boxing, if he's able to get off his combinations and then get out of harm's way, I think that's the way to play it. I think the distance fight, unless he catches Sergey with something, again, Sergey hasn't fought on this level as a pro. We don't know if he can take that type of power from Danny. Um, Danny has showcased throughout his career that he does have good power. So it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He cracks Sergey on the chin and wobbles him or drops him. And a lot of people will be shocked, but you really don't have the right to be shocked because he hasn't fought anybody like Danny before. Now, Danny, on the other hand, has fought a lot of Sergeys before. I don't care what anybody says. The kid is good, but he's not super special. Even if he beats Danny, even if he knocks him out, even if he blasts him out in one round, what I'm saying is like 
his technical skills are fine. Even if you want to say his defense is fine, if that's the way he chooses to defend, fine, defend that way. You know, if his technique is fine, fine. But what I'm saying is you're not seeing like a prime Roy Jones in there. You're not seeing a super athletic guy in there. You're not seeing a guy with super footwork like Ali in there. You're not seeing a guy with Mike Tyson type of prime punching power in there. That's what I'm talking about. So I think Danny's seen more types of Sergey guys out there then Sergey has fought Danny type of guys if that makes sense um again if I'm Danny I, I think you get your combinations off you put him on defense as much as you can but you already know he's gonna fire back so he's gonna take those combinations he's gonna fire back Danny doing 300 rounds with this guy has to know that uh in my opinion he's going to rocket off his combinations and then move get out of there try to make Sergey have to reset his feet before he's able to launch his combinations again. So I, I would lean towards Danny winning on points. The only thing that would make me caution about just taking uh, Jacobs by decision is the fact that we don't know how well Sergey is going to take his punch. On the flip side, if you're looking at Sergey, um, I, I can make a case for him being able to hurt, drop, and maybe stop Danny. Again, he hasn't done it. At this level, he hasn't showcased that type of power at this world-class level. So maybe he hits Danny and nothing happens. That's a possibility as well. But just going off my, I'm always ho-hum about Danny and his durability. I've said it a couple times in this podcast. And anytime you see me preview his fights, it's always going to be brought up because it's always there. I mentioned that with George Groves when he fought Smith. I said, there's time. He just looks vulnerable. He just looks, even though he was winning, I said, he looks vulnerable. And we see what happened. I sense that about Danny in a lot of fights where there are times he looks vulnerable. Sometimes it shows outright. He gets wobbled or gets dropped. And sometimes I see a little bit of it. And then the opponent doesn't take advantage of it. So it doesn't really come to light like it should, but I'll notice it. And then it's in the back of my head every time I'm capping a Danny Jacobs fight. So that's something to look forward there. If you're capping the Sergi fight, you're on the Sergi side, you like him. How do you take him? Again, I think you can make a case that he could win inside. It would be difficult for me just to say take him inside. The exact same way I was talking about just taking Danny on one side simply because he hasn't performed at this level before. So if you're like, oh, he's just going to blast Danny out and he hits Danny and he hits him consistently and Danny doesn't go anywhere, you may be in trouble because on paper, it would seem to me Danny has the overall more talent and the better skills and probably the better boxing ability as well. So I think if it goes to a cards, he would probably have the advantage. The one area I could see that could tighten up the rounds would be if Sergey is coming forward and is able to pin Jacobs like on the ropes and fire off combinations because he does do that. He doesn't generally just throw one or two punches. And judges love combination punchings. So in my opinion, it's not out of the possibility, the realm of possibility, that Sergey could win on points. It really just depends on how the fight plays out. If Danny was able to take his shots, you know, using his own defense, but Sergey was pressing forward and throwing three and four or five punch combinations, 
that's going to look good on the judges' cards. Not only the, for the fact that he's going forward, which we speak about all the time. Judges love to give fighters rounds that are going forward, forward whether they are, they are effective or not. But the combination punches. So I think this is a close fight. I think the odds right now are probably a little more accurate than where they opened. Again, Danny at minus 230. It's not really a tough, tough sell for me. But because you have question marks around Danny and where he's at at this stage of the game, and you also have questions about Sergey and if he can perform at this stage, I could see the lines being closer than that 230. Again, I think when it closes, it's probably going to be in that 135, probably 145 area. I do expect more money to come in on Sergey. So... If you're uh, looking at Danny, you might want to wait, watch the lines very closely because you might be able to get a little bit better of a line on him. And we're talking straight as far as Sergi goes or Sergi. I don't know if it's Sergi or Sergi. I've heard both. So I'll just keep saying Sergi. Um, as far as Sergi goes, plus 145 right now, that's, that's probably going to go lower again he opened at roughly 170 i've seen him as high as almost 190 depending on the book but i just think the money even if it doesn't flood in it will probably continue to trickle in on sergey and so i think if you liked him straight i would recommend you go ahead and bet him and if he does go up a little bit i don't think it's going to be huge because if his number for some reason saw an increase, it started going back up. I'm sure there'd be money right there to bet him back down quickly. I think it's more likely his number continues to go down until fight night. And then you'll still probably be able to get him in as an underdog. But it'll probably be just a very, very slight underdog by fight night. So that's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.